Okay, so we're right back. Sorry for the technical difficulties. We're right back. What was I? What, what was I saying before I left? Yes, Spy, welcome back. We missed you for a minute. How you doing, David? I am very good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's a new week. I can't complain. You know, how have you been? How, how's your week gone so far? Let's just dabble into that for a minute. Ups and downs, left and right, pretty much. How about you? That's all right. It's been good. It's Tuesday, meaning it's closer to it's closer to Friday. And you know I love Fridays. Get to chill, play clubs on FIFA, you know. I'm glad you're happy. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. But as always, before I get right into the football stuff, let's start by saying thank you so much for all your support. Um, thank you for all the love you guys have shown to us. We really appreciate it. We ask that you keep vibing with us. Again, don't forget to like this video, hit that subscribe button and hit the notification bell so that you'll be notified when we go live. We really appreciate the support and we hope you keep vibrating with us. Again, if you can't catch us on YouTube, you can catch us on Spotify, catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. We have content for you guys on Instagram and on TikTok. So don't forget to follow us on Mind of the Football Fans on social media because we'll drop in content for you there. Um, but yeah, pretty much. So we're back with another episode. Actually, no, we're back to round up match week 21. The first part of match week 21 took place a week ago. Week ago, yeah, about a week ago. We're back to round up the five games. About a week ago, sorry, no, but that's some good vibes, you know. Um, but yeah, so we're back to round up match week 21. Before we get into match week 21, we have to start with our opening questions for you guys. The first question being, what team do you support? Tell us what team you support in the comments below. Again, I support Arsenal. Arsenal played this weekend. I was so happy to watch Arsenal. Spy, you support United, if I remember correctly? I support Premier League. He supports the Premier League, same thing. So tell us what team you support in the comment. Let us know. And, you know, hopefully we vibe together. Yeah. And then secondly, second question for actually for you guys, tell let us know in the comments your most who do you think is the most underrated player currently? I think Diego Jota, and we'll get to that later on in the show. But I think Diego Jota is is actually the most underrated player currently right now. Spy, who do you think? I think Gabriel Martinelli. I think Gabriel Martinelli is underrated. I feel like now you're just taking the piss. I'm sorry. Actually, I feel Darwin Nunez. Darwin Nunez. I mean, he does take he does take a lot of sting, you know, because he misses like a a boatload of chances. But it's, I feel yeah, like Nunez and another team. Let's say Nunez and Arsenal side easily getting into the starting level easily. Just saying. But um, you know, some people disagree. I'm just saying that um, Nunez is one of the most underrated players. What? Sorry, which Nunez? Darwin. Darwin Nunez. We get into this Arsenal team. Okay. Sorry, what do you mean by this Arsenal team? What's so special about this team? Nina's clear of Gabriel Jesus. Nina's clear of you tell me. We can't be doing this right now. Let's just let's just get this this is this is I think this is the this is my cue to get right into the show. So I'll definitely do that. Oh, please, before you just get right into the show, I think um we should put that in the comments. Do we think Nina's and Gabriel Jesus who will drop more figures in the Premier League? Just 
put that in the comments, please. Okay, please. you know what? Actually, this season is different because Darwin. I'm not trying to hear this season. Right? Last season, I've said my question. Nunez will get into Arsenal's starting eleven easy, without training. Please dive into the show, please. Okay, if you say so. If you say so. I don't vibe with that, but if you say so. Before we get into like details, into like the second part of Matrix 21, that saw, I think, was it 18 goals? No, no. More than about 18 goals because before the Wolves game, that was 0-0. It was 18 goals. So before we get too deep into that, let us let me just hear what stood out for you the second half of Matrix 21. The fact that Premier League are rationalizing our fixtures. I don't, I'm not, I don't vibe with this Premier League. Give us what we normally have. Give us go watch Saturdays. Give us Sunday fixtures. Then give us midweek. Don't give us two on Saturday, two on Sunday, two on Monday. Please speak to your calendar. And um, what stood out is, um, I think, Arsenal. Sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> when I tell I you, think Loki... stood out to me, honestly, because I think um, one team was broken for the past, I think, four game weeks. For the past, I think, three game weeks, Odyssey has been scoring on every 45-minute counter. And um, just a man, he didn't score. So I'll not, I'll not say um, Arsenal's defense was tight. I'll just say Christopher has not bring the A game, you know? Yeah, that's, that's what stood up to me. You look very... Um, yeah, you look like you're agreeing to what I'm saying. I'm Thank trying you. to find the nicest way to tell you. That I'm right. No, it's all right. You can say it in there. I will take it. Um, but I do I do agree with your point of, you know, um, the fact that fixtures were just all over the place. Just, I wasn't vibrating it. Like, one... I mean, I get the players need breaks. But, like, if you give them a break, give it to the, all of them at the same time. We also have to like put into consideration that they try to account for, let's say, competitions like Afcon and whatnot. Which, when we dive into this, I think is going to bring us to what I said in the last podcast. I think I'm starting to be a psychic. I'm starting to see the future, you know. Because I believe you asked me last uh, last week, last week, last week that um is Liverpool going to be okay, and I told you some players need to step up. And what happened? I'm just maybe definitely, definitely we'll get into that. You know, I. <sighs> Okay. Um. Yeah, we definitely get to that. Well, what's that for me? I think. Um. Obviously, us now coming back on track. That was really good. And with that being said, let's kick right into it. Arsenal, Crystal Palace at the Emirates. That's the right Gab- scoreline. Yeah, that's the right scoreline. Gabriel, Gabriel won, on goal, which I think that was Gabriel's goal to be honest. Then Trossard, oh my God, amazing goal, back to front in 10 seconds. From Raya to Jesus to Trossard, 10 seconds. Gone and, gone. and then two goals from Martinelli. Amazing finishes. Kind of Henry-esque type of finishes. Henry-esque. Henry, Henry, you know Thierry Henry? Are you putting yeah. Martinelli's name on Henry's name in the same sentence? Yeah, because was that, that was the level of finishing. That was Henry-esque type of finishing. That's not fine. Delusions. But my question, I have two questions from this game. Um, and I'll answer these questions with pure honesty. I'm happy. I, I, obviously, that's what we expect. We don't expect nothing more. We don't expect nothing less. You feel me? So the mm-hmm. first question is, what position does Arsenal need? What position does Arsenal now need to strengthen to win them the league? Every position, I think. I think. Uh, I reckon that me and um, working get along. You know, I reckon. But um, in terms of Arsenal, uh, it's just um, they need to be more consistent, you know? They need to be more consistent. They're, they're getting the figures, they're not to score the goals, but uh, sometimes the backline slips up a bit. And I thought he's doing a very good job. 
and Arsenal. He's uh, he's building the team quite uh, quite well. I think that's that's what we like to see. I'm not an Arsenal fan, but I think that's what the fans like to see. Unfortunately, uh, we've been I'll say we as an Arsenal fan now. Unfortunately, we've been knocked out of some competitions by uh, Liverpool, and uh, we don't say we didn't expect it, but. Uh, we bounce back and I think now it gives us the opportunity to focus on the Premier League and the Champions League, which uh, is going to be tough because we're in a place in the Champions League that we haven't been in like, the past uh, decade. Uh, so is this meant to be your Roy Keane impression? No, it's just me giving my take on Arsenal. If I give my take on Arsenal with my personal like voice, my spy opinion, I don't think I'll give an honest opinion because I grew up hating Arsenal, you know? So... Um, someone else to give you a proper opinion so who is this other personality it's like jamie carrigan and roy came mixed together roy came together ah i see i see yeah have you ever did you ever think of applying to work at sky sports it's just uh, i need to graduate first when i graduate first then uh we'll look about that but for now i think i just need to uh, focus my studies and uh (laughs) (laughs) okay okay that was one minute i know i can definitely not take back um, but you, know, you didn't answer my question, though. I asked what position does Arsenal need to strengthen to be able Sorry, to take them up to win the league? There is no suitable position in the market right now that Arsenal, or there's a player in the market that Arsenal need. They have everything they need. And like I said, if you heard my um, mixed accent, like I said, they're going to get the goals, but their backline needs to stop sleeping up in the game. We saw against West Ham Zinchenko, he was sleeping. Just like that. Sometimes the backline goes to sleep and the overdoors cannot cover because, you know, for example, Manchester City, everyone brings their A game, but sometimes Walker makes a lot of mistakes going forward. He, he leaves Roger. Roger is always going to cover his back or John Stones or Diaz or so on and so forth. But in Arsenal, once in a while we see it, but once in a while we don't. And if you want to win the Premier League this year, this decade, this set, like this new era of football we're entering, you have to be on your A game every single week. So it's not it's not a thing of they need someone to take that because you know I've been seeing like people have been saying oh they need a striker they need this they need that. So it's not necessarily. Sorry, they don't need him, but he'll enter the lineup quite easily. They don't need him. I think uh, they just need Gabriel Jesus to be fit. And uh, Edin Ketty as well. He gets a lot of figures. I think he needs more game time. He scored the hat-trick, I think, the last time he played. He gets a lot of figures. I think he needs a lot of game time. But he's not the ideal Premier League striker. When you say ideal Premier League striker, you look at people that are good in the air, good on the feet, good to hold up play. Um, Jesus and Jesus is almost there. That's what I'm saying. He needs fitness and he's there. Jesus is like you're looking at someone that's been succeeded by... Kunagüero, that's when you look at Gabriel Jesus. So I think if Jesus is fit, he's the best option that Arsenal has. But it's uh, just not consistent, mate. It's not consistent, and uh, I think Ateta needs to work on that. I can't get over the fact that you keep switching from whatever accent you are doing to your regular to your regular tone. Like you just you keep switching like without like with ease, like comedy. It's pure comedy. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for making me laugh. Thank you. Um, but I do, I do get, I, I do get what you mean. Yeah, consistency is key. Being able to keep up the, those levels, I know it's not easy, and I'm not one to say, oh, it's the easiest thing in the world. But to keep up those levels definitely isn't easy. And um, yeah, players, it's, it's you can't get a striker this January. Like it's not possible. And if you want a, if you want a strike, if you want a striker, I'll score you hundred and ten goals though. Sorry, not 100. My bad. I'm so sorry. I was going to say 110 million. <laughs> you want a striker that will score you 15 to 20 goals a season. You are spending nothing less than 100, 
and five million pounds. That's that's the mistake. That's the mistake that we make in the market these days. Because uh, sorry, I'm gonna switch again. It's just like I said, mate. Um, when we go to the transfer market and we see a lot of um stars, upcoming stars, we tend to spend a lot of money on them, and then they don't provide. They don't. They don't give what the money is there for. For example, Declan Rice, way too overpriced, mate. Way too overpriced. Bellingham, yes, Bellingham is doing what he's supposed to do, but you see lives of uh, Ramos Hoyle and um, so on and so forth. Because of that pressure of signing them, Timo Werner, you could call names. Because of that pressure of signing them, when they come into the Premier League, the biggest league of them all, that pressure is also there. You know how the English media is. They will tarnish you the moment you don't give one good pass in a match. So uh, just uh, when you come into England, it's just a whole different conversation. And uh, you have to be very able to put that on day to day. And uh, I don't think in the January transfer window is what you're looking for. Because uh, when you buy players in the summer, you can uh, get them a little bit pre-league kickoff, that competition that they always have between some teams. Get them used to the environment, used to some teams, you know, used to the infrastructure, which United needs to change. God forbid. But um yeah, it's just it's just not possible, mate. Like now people are looking for the lives of Boniface and them lot. And I'm just I'm just here wondering, Boniface, he's doing good in that league, but you cannot do that in the Premier League, mate. I'm so sorry. You know what? I, I was about to I was about to blast you for putting rice and oil in the same sentence. But you just keep cracking me up. So I'm going I'm to sorry. let it slip. I'm sorry. No, it's not gonna slip. Pause. I'm going to say this right now. Anthony, playing football in X, came to United over 90 million. Mate, the pressure's on him. The pressure's on him and he can't, he can't handle it. He can't handle it, mate. I'm sorry, but he can't handle it. And now he's not performing anymore. Ramos Hoyland, yeah, he's getting one or two, but uh, that's not what we need from a striker. If we wanted, I would have gotten Wergast. That's not what we need, mate. We need consistency in Premier League. That's why the lives of Aguero, Haaland, they stand out because they are consistent. I'm not saying Haaland is standing out. I think De Bruyne is consistent. And because of De Bruyne's consistency, Haaland is consistent. Correct me if I'm mistaken. Okay, um, let's, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to the next, next question. This, this focus is more on Palace. Um, based on what you saw, you, we saw so many signs and Palace played a very nasty game. They didn't even try. Like After the first goal, they just... Do so, I don't? Now, do you believe what I say that Palace don't bring that again? So ask me that. I doubted you, though. Thank you so much. Because uh, when I speculate, you don't seem to agree most of the times. So. Palace did not bring the again, and you guys got lucky. So it's not a real big bounce back for Arsenal. It's just a, just a figure. Honestly, three points. Take it. Have a dinner. Have a chat. Whatever. Okay. So, question with that. It looks like they are playing kind of in an archaic sense, like very old type of football. Do you think Roy Hudson would remain Palace manager to the end of the season? I'm sorry. Um, just to throw this there. He said a cake. Um, I'm pretty sure there are managers older than my dad. So, <laughs> if there's anything about old in this football being put in the Premier League, I think there's no other better person to put it in than Roy Hudson. And, uh, well, Hudson is not, he's not a Premier League, he's a Premier League manager, but he's not a manager known for putting people in the right places. The manager known for surviving relegation. Roy Hudson, we call him, back in the day, we call him the relegation man. Crystal Palace's relegation man. Because when Palace are looking dodgy, he comes in there, saves them, then leaves. When he leaves, someone else takes the job, you know, 
But the fact that they gave him um, a full season to see what he's doing, I think yeah, you have to you have to try one or two. But it's not that's not what he's known for. And the gameplay says tells us yeah, it's not much to add to that. Yeah, I vibe with that. Um, let's move on to the next part. So you did you did say you, you are psychic, you know, you said it, and I actually actually do agree with that now. And you you know we when we spoke about we said can Liverpool play very well with Salah. And now he's even injured, so it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Um, and you said certain individuals need to step up. That's what you said, if I remember clearly. Bournemouth, Liverpool, 4-0. First half was absolutely terrible. Bournemouth played Liverpool to the brain. Liverpool did not look... Liverpool did not look like Liverpool, more or less. Um, and Klopp, after I came up and said, you know, we got the positioning wrong because Nunes played on the left, Jota on the right, and then... Luis Diaz through the middle. Second half, he kind of switched it, moved Nunes to the middle, um, Luis Diaz on the left, and then Jota on the right. And um, absolutely, second half came and everything just changed. Absolutely good finishes by Nunes. The same with Jota. I think Jota is the best and most nat- and natural finisher in Liverpool. You can't give me, I don't know, what, whatever it is. But my question, it's it. my question from the game, obviously, and then they trumped Bournemouth for you know, the scoreline is here. You don't have, there's nothing more to say. My question from this game is, well, actually, no, I have two questions also from this game too. The first one is, how does this loss affect um, Bournemouth in any way? Does it affect Bournemouth? I mean, I would not say no, because every loss affects every Premier League team. I would say it's a bit of, when you're going to play a match like that, I think you expect some outcomes. And I don't think Bournemouth are in the situation or are in the position, and they have never been in the position to, even if they're on their best form and Liverpool in their best form, I don't think Bournemouth stand a chance. And uh, Jimmy Carragher would say, it's just Liverpool just better. They're just better. Salah without Mohamed Salah, they're still the same Liverpool. And he's as, he's allowed to say that because apparently he's a um, he's a legend for the club. But as Van Dijk said, he will not fit into the Premier League squad that Liverpool has right now, which I think I agree with. I actually agree with that. Because uh, Liverpool's defence has become so consistent lately that it's, uh, it's been overlooked. Van Dijk has been um, putting some clean shit, Alisson, you know, um, just been overlooked. And Diego Jota, Diego Jota, we need to look at him because um, he plays club's ultimate team before a Premier League match. And he comes to the Premier League match and he scores a base. We need to look at him, mate. He's actually I'm, shocking. I'm sorry, and... I'm sorry, but like, does this affect Bournemouth in any way? I'm so sorry. I'm getting to that. Let me learn. Then I'll go learn. So, yeah. Um, and as I was saying, you, if not as a United fan, you cannot play against Liverpool on a good day and expect a result. So, Bournemouth, in terms of, should I say, relegation, if you're going to affect them, doubt that. In terms of um, contesting for Conference League football, is it going to affect them? I don't think they were ever in the place. So, what is it affecting them, if I may ask? Because they are not going to get relegated. They have, I think, they have a better chance of staying in the Premier League than Arsenal does. And um, yeah, that's a, it's not going to affect them in any way. That's and for Liverpool, how long can Liverpool remain on top? Just before I if go you into not, if you not, if you notice, I they really ignored your comment. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember any comments, but um, I think in terms of Bournemouth, what is going to affect them is next season they're going to lose a couple of players. Not because the team is bad, just 
It's just because they're going to go get um purchased by other Premier League teams. I think Dominic Solanke is one of them. And I think Philip Benning as well. I think he might leave um Bournemouth. But to then, you know, I'm just a psychic, I see the future. And how long can Liverpool remain on top? I think um last week you asked me this. You said um can they do it with Tamu Salah? Salah is currently um injured. I think it's about a month. Lucky for Liverpool. Not lucky for Liverpool, lucky for Liverpool. And um they still performed for nil with Tamu Mohamed Salah. Like I said, Nunez steps up. Diego Jota, we expect that from him. And um, that's pretty much it. I think there should have been a whole lot, whole lot of more goals than 4 0 in that match. If you actually watch the match, they had a whole lot of more chances. And uh, Liverpool is Liverpool if they can remain on form. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I am, I'll still say this, I'm scared of Liverpool. I actually think they can go all the way because I still think City will lose some games. But Arsenal plays Liverpool in the next two games, in the next two game weeks. Um, at the Emirates, my my point is, if Arsenal does beat Liverpool that game, I think the whole picture changes. Sorry, please repeat your sentence. Arsenal plays Liverpool in two weeks. Mm-hmm. If Arsenal beat Liverpool that game, if. the whole picture changes. I'm sorry, mate. I don't do if, but some maybe's. I do absolutes. So I'm going to be absolutely sure that Arsenal is going to have his chance in that game, mate. Don't do it, but can't, so maybe. You can't say absolute about football. You can't I'm say absolute about football. Absolutely sure that Arsenal is going to lose, mate. Absolutely sure. Sorry. Okay, next game. Next game. Brentford Forest. That was uh, that was absolutely amazing. That was a game to watch. That, that was, was a game. game. That was a good game. Ivan Tony coming back, scoring a free kick. Um, wow. He looked he looked like he hadn't taken a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like he looked like he hadn't been out for eight months. He was in the under twenty one playing for a bomb. Scoring uh, week in, week out. Hitting yeah, the team had the personal trainer. Also cheated for his free kick. Ivan Tony. Change up, bruv. I was um, um that's that's actually my question for the that was my question for the week. Um but for the obviously Forrest Forrest gave it their goal, you know. So unlucky. Um currently facing FFP charges too, you know. Um, it's quite sad. I, I don't know why. I mean, technically, they did sign what what they signed. How many people they signed? Was it twenty? Yeah, they signed the whole lot. Exactly. Like it, this season, they got promoted, so it does. It makes sense, but it's like really now. Nah. To me, it doesn't. Doesn't. I think um, the FFP just very um, harsh on small teams. I think it should be over. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it should be biased, but I think for some small teams, it should be overlooked because right now, if Forex get charged, what are they going to ten points? That's 10 points, and that means they're already looking at championship football. And now that's going to result to them reducing their players' wages, this and that. I think it should be overlooked for small teams. Teams like Manchester City, that they have lawyers that are going to make sure the Premier League is always wrong, which I don't think that they should be looked at. They should be looked at from the year 2014 to now. I think they've signed up to 50 players. As Jose Mourinho say, I'm the special one. Go look at them. I think Manchester City... They have broken all the FFA, all the every mistake in the Premier League you can think of. Manchester City have all broken it and they haven't gotten charged by one. I don't agree with this. I'm not it's saying your... this because I'm a United fan, I'm saying this because I'm a football fan. I think for the small teams, it should be overlooked. Everything they're currently, they're faced theirs and now it's time for nothing on Forest. And I don't agree they with They might this. face theirs again too, again. They might face FFP charges. See what I'm saying? I think the two teams that should face FFP charges, I think, as Manchester City and Arsenal. Is that meant to be your Jose Mourinho impression? Or what? Or, or I'm not doing this. I'm just speaking 
No money. But if I do sound like Mourinho, thank you so much. I don't understand why he got sacked. I don't know if we're going to speak about that. I still understand. It's shocking to me. Yeah. So, obviously, Brentford. Brentford's... Oh, sorry, Ivan Tony scored a goal. And, um, yeah, and um, Tony's goal was a free kick. Tony's goal was a free kick. Do you think that free kick should have stood? And can it revive, can it revive Brentford's season? I love that question. That's a very good question. One of the best I've asked so far. Um, well, VAR, VAR, they're not really in the position to um, hinder free kicks unless maybe there's a hand in the wall and then they're trying to... Other than that, I don't think they're in the position. Like, if you, if you play a corner kick and then the ball goes in the post, it doesn't matter if the corner kick was on the line. That's not their job as VAR. That's the referee on the pitch job to see if Tony moved it or... Brentford players to see if sorry um Forest players right right yeah yeah to see if or to tell the referee that excuse me he moved the ball but they did it so like I said what happens behind the referee's back and where I was not supposed to intervene they're going to stay out of it can he revive Brentford season that is a hundred percent yes and their coach said this as well this the coach said they hundred percent need him and I think he is capable of reviving that team he's a good leader he's a good goal scorer. He's also a good playmaker. And I think Ivan Tony is what Brentford is right now. I 100% agree with that. That's very true. I think Ivan Tony... And obviously, Mbemo tried his best. He got injured. I don't know how long he's out. But with Ivan Tony, Ivan Tony just brings something different. They just... It's like they play for him. I don't know if you see... If you notice, it's like they, they so play he's, for... He's a good captain. Good yeah, captain. exactly. Make their players play for him. Mia Messi. Argentina plays for him. Cristiano Ronaldo. Next. Okay. But yeah, it was absolutely a good game. Good game. Um yeah, let's move on to the next game of the match week. Sheffield West Ham 2-2. Good game. Absolutely good game of football. Um not just because of the red cards, not just because of the red cards. No, no. It was the ending um from like 98 minute that became interesting. Other than that, I don't really think it was a really good game. Yeah, and so if 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 um Kofal, was it? Kofal. Yeah, if he hadn't made that tackle in the 96th minute, and there, it was six minutes at a time, he made it in the 96th minute. Six minutes at a time. If he hadn't made that tackle. But at the end of the day, it's not. I mean, the pressure still lies on McBurner's shoulders, and he took that pressure very well. Very good. Because if he. If, I'm sorry if you're in the comment section, if you're in the chat, if you have played football before and you have played an ending in the penalty, you know what is on your shoulders. If you miss it, you're going to lose. If you score it, you're getting a point. Which, a point from West Ham right now, West Ham looking dangerous. I think that's a good team to take. Plus, Sheffield have not been the best this season. And what a, what a penalty. What a penalty that was as well. Yeah, Could and obviously team. you see you see the you see the question on the screen and, and the question is simple. How important is this point for Sheffield? Considering where they are and considering where West Ham was in terms of like how many games they had won, because that they, they had kept four clean sheets, four wins, that type of thing. Um West Ham just shows you that they need one kudos. And for Sheffield, yeah. I don't think that point means anything to them. I think right now they just need three points and three points and three points because that point makes them two points behind Luton and I think six points behind... Um, sorry. Six points behind Luton and two points behind Burnley, I think, Vincent Company's Burnley. And um, 
I don't think that is going to change anytime soon. Luton, you've, I mean, you're given a fight since you came to the Premier League. You've given the fight. I think the problem of the relegation now lies in between Everton. But for Sheffield, I think Sheffield is going to comfortably finish on 20th. Comfortably. Okay, we'll take. We'll take. I, I mean, I, I agree that that's 100% true. I'm not, I can't refute that. But moving on to the last game of the game week, which was absolutely boring, to be honest. I don't even lie. Jose Sa did, did make a good save. Brighton, Wolves, and then Neil Neil. Absolutely good. Good save. Love. Good save to keep the game. I don't really have anything to say on this game, just because, you know, it's one of those games where you're watching and you're like, both, it's like they are both good teams. To be fair, we had, I think, I'm not sure if you expected goals, but I expected a lot of goals in this match. Yeah, no, I did, but like, a draw too is not okay. Okay, let me rephrase myself. A zero zero draw was unexpected. I expected if it was going to be a draw, like you yeah, know, give three, us three. give us some entertainment. Give us like two two, three three. Come on, Brighton at the Amex Stadium as well. Come on, bro. can do better. It's just than that. so it's just so boring to be honest. And yeah. yeah, but that's that brings us to the end of Matrix Twenty One. Um, there's no Premier League this weekend. Premier League returns Tuesday, 30th of February. So there's no Premier League this weekend. Quite sad about that, to be honest. I'm, um, I'm, I'm not. Also, just sorry to interrupt you, David. Um, put in, in the chat if you would like us to live stream the games on Tuesday. I think I have to convince David to agree. Because I'm always up for it. I just have to convince David. But put in the chat if you'd like us to, you know, live stream it. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, we can always, we can always do that, you know. But let's let's move on to things outside the Premier League. You know, we are, we are a Premier League. We are we talk about Premier League, but we don't always focus on Premier League. Sometimes, so let's talk about some few headlines around the football world. First off, as you said, Mourinho they sacked Mourinho. It was quite strange. I don't know why though. I mean, other than the fact that he had gotten more red cards than the entire Serie, which which was weird. Um, and I think Roma. I don't know what position Roma is in. Do you understand that? Jose Mourinho literally made Roma win their first trophy in years. Well, yeah, but still, it's not. It's not. Is that, is yeah, he's the special one. Is, I'm sorry, that you, the, on the, you Arsenal fans don't appreciate Jose. Right, God, he is the special one. I think he should not be fired. If anything, Jose should be one of the only managers that should be allowed to leave a club by himself, not being fired. And I can call names under that as well. <laughs> Okay, spy. But so you so you think the sacking wasn't fair? It wasn't called for. Not even wasn't fair. It wasn't called for. There was no need for it. It came to the media as a shock. It came to Mourinho as a shock. He was crying as well, if you saw him. Uh, that's Jose. When Jose left my year, was he crying? No. Why? Because United. When he left Tottenham, was he crying? No. But when you've done so much and you've invested so much into a team like Roma, put your mind that Jose Mourinho got an offer from Saudi that could pay out his generations um, whatever that they needed. And he said, I have a job here in Roma and I shall finish my job here in Roma. Peter Ateta run for that job. I'm just saying, for sure. See, this, this beef, this beef you have with us now, right? I don't know if, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. You don't know. Can you complete the sentence? I don't know. I just, I just know what's your beef with us now. It's not, do you see me having beef with Ten Hag? I don't have beef. Well, we both have beef with Ten Hag, so that's different. I don't have beef with Ten Hag, internal and external beef. But my beef with Arsenal is I grew up hating Arsenal. It was a family thing. When they say Arsenal, we say shit. 
What do you think about shit? Arsenal. What do you think about Arsenal? That's, 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 that's not the logo. No. You are shit. Oh, that's not the logo. That's not and the logo. Um, that's how we grew up singing in my house, you know, family household of consists of um dad Chelsea fan, mom pretty, um, sister United, brother United, me United, my other brother Manchester City. Funny enough, he's been a Manchester City fan since time of Balotelli, so you cannot take anything of him. Honestly, we we wanted to like scold him for just being a city fan since Pep. But uh, he's been since Balotelli, since and since um, what's it? Sorry, I'm losing my brain. I think what's his name? It's Pellegrini. Pellegrini. Yeah, he's been a city fan since Pellegrini. Yeah. So, but but this guy, this guy took over. What's his name? Durosi. Durosi. Um, Gr- no, no, no. That's Manolas. I'm confused. This guy, Roma legend, um, Durosi. He took mm-hmm. over. He won his first game, which is good. You know, club legend coming back. We're seeing it quite often with teams, you know, club Xavi, Xavi Alonso. Well, no, Xavi Alonso is a club legend, but you get what I mean. And all those, like, he's not, Xavi's not a club legend for Bayern Leverkusen. You know what I mean? Ateta. Um, yeah, so that's good. Bayern Munich lost, Bayern Munich lost their game on Mon- on Sunday at home to a team. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce the name of my team. Making them obviously still. I think they still have the game at in hand against Bayern Leverkusen. But Bayern Leverkusen are now seven points ahead of them. Is this the year they actually break that whole Bayern dominance, or do you think Bayern can actually go forth and get this thing done? Um, I think Bayern is not going to lose that hat. At this point, I think the German fans or the mon. Let me say it in the German way. The Munich fans, or Munchen, whoever, whoever you want to, the Munich fans will not, um, they will prefer that they have that title reign of Germany than to win the Champions League at this point in time. And, and I mean that because it changes a lot. If they don't win this title this season, they might just turn to the new Juventus of Serie A. And um, I still feel like Bayern would win it, but if they don't, it puts pressure on Thomas Tuchel, he put pressure on Harry Kane, why is it the season he came that didn't win it? Not saying he's not doing his job, he is doing his job, but there's a little bit of pressure going to be there. That's media for you, there's a little bit of pressure going to be there. Thomas Tuchel, I mean, they sacked Nangersman, Nangersman was doing the job and they just told him get out because of his wife I heard, but um, I'm I'm just saying Yeah, no, I've heard that, yeah. And I I do more of Kane because, you know, the media will not even think twice, they'll be like, this guy brought brought the cause from Spurs. Now, you know, first season with Bayern, literally not. But bro is literally, bro has like I mean, 20 goals. I, I 20 goals. Like if they don't win this one, they're going to be titleless this season. Yeah, no, because it's, it's either this or Champions League and they might probably not win Champions League. So like... So it's going, there's going to be pressure on this, there's going to be pressure on that. And if Bayern Leverkusen do win it, Javier also, wow. Wow. He just might be topping all the headlines everywhere you go. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I have to say. Definitely. AFCON. Let's, go, let's talk about AFCON for a minute. Obviously, we're rounding up the group stages. Algeria has already gone out. They lost, so they are literally out. After winning it in 2019, they are out. Um, Riyad Mahrez. Boy is on the verge of going out. Diego Droba. There's one Ghana is out. Ghana, Ghana is also out. 
Ghana okay. out. Nigeria qualified. Nigeria. Mm-mm. What's going on with Nigeria? Can I ask you a question? Because I'm here so in Nigeria. Much so much hype, no sauce. You're so in so Nigeria. No yes, sauce. exactly. So we've got um. I mean, wait, 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 wait. Nominee in our starting lineup in our number nine position. He he's not he's not doing well. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know if they go on to win one nil, one nil, one nil to the end of the tournament, we will take it. We will take it. We will take, take it. it. You will take it. Hundred percent. But um, boy, it's, it's still not a good sign to just be winning one. Like yeah, the teams, it should be wiping. Let me out. Ghana scored goal. Mohamed Kudus performed, but what? They're out. So I think we will take it. I mean, it, we'll take it, but like this, you you still see that there's there's still we still need that sauce though. We need no shades, Sibana. Though, if you think your jello fries is better, then your jello fries is better. No shades. True, fair. True, fair. But you're out um, of the That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, as you know, major headlines: Ghana out, Cote d'Ivoire the host, almost on the verge of being out, mm-hmm. and now Algeria is out. Also. Oh, Nana. Last oh, Nana came. First leave. What's going on? It's quite, I don't know. He's, it's like... He I mean, Cameroonians say that he doesn't respect the nation. That's what and I'm Nana saying. Remember? Nana responded to that saying, um, Cameroon comes first. Well, his actions say otherwise. Exactly. Because he literally stayed to play for United. Well, his let's, mates let's, had gone. Let's, let's, let's look from his point of view now, yeah? He stayed to play for United. Wait, hold on. Stayed to play for United. He booked a flight, which was unexpectedly delayed, which That's he fair, has fair. no control fair. over. But it's that same delay that made him show up late. So if he wasn't actually delayed, then, then he listen. Just hear me out. First. He would have not started the first game though, because he yes. still came like after hear the first game. Out. Hear me out. That delay made it look a lot worse. Yeah. But in terms of you're playing for your country, not just Afghan, not World Cup, you're playing for your country. First of all, being a professional footballer is God's grace. That's one. Because there is no such thing as an industry plan. This one, you work for it to be there. Even though as I know a lot of players are personally better, but they have the opportunity. Lots of um, Chelsea strike and Michael Jackson, Nicola Jackson. But um, moving forward, um, the fact that you played that Manchester United versus Spurs and did absolutely nothing. You were not needed in that match. We should have played an injured Martinez in goal and he would have probably made one or two more saves than you. You were not needed in that match. Your team is playing for AFCON, which is a responsibility to put on your country jersey, which I doubt I put in Nigerian jersey, but it's a responsibility for you to put on your country jersey and play for your country in the tournament and you choose to play for your club over the country. I mean, you try to do the impossible and play two games in the space of 24 hours, blah, blah, blah. Mate, we knew that that wasn't possible. Like, drop me in head. Ten Hag will understand. The players will understand. Your country comes first. Because there's no way you're telling Marcus Rashford to play a match tonight and then still travel to Wembley. He'll tell you my legs are paining me, boss. <laughs> he'll, literally, he'll literally play for England. He'll, he'll be like, you tell you in head, no, England first. Sorry. first. Sorry. The weather. The weather. And he play for England first. That's what I'm saying. But... Yeah. Um, I don't think Cameroonian fans are wrong for saying he doesn't respect the country. I think I agree with them. For you to say your country comes first, but your actions are saying, mm-hmm, does he come first? Does he not? Yeah, even like David Abad. But uh, yeah. Let's let's round up with this. Benzema. So actually, before this, obviously, Jordan Henderson has completed his move to Ajax, <laughs> um, bringing his stay in Saudi to six months. 
that's been a segue into Benzema and Saudi. It looks like Benzema wants to head back to Europe after a fallout with manager. What do you Manchester think about United, that? Manchester United, please, Benzema, please. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Arsenal do you really Arsenal, think Arsenal. a Ballon d'Or winner will step foot into Arsenal? Do you really think? Do you really think a Ballon d'Or winner will step into Manchester United? I'm sorry, but we've produced countless Ballon d'Or winners. We produced the Almighty. Forgive me. Cristiano Ronaldo. We've produced Wayne Rooney. We've produced... I'm not saying Ballon d'Or winners now. I'm just saying World Class. Mm. Mm. But if you want to say Ballon d'Or winners, we'll say Cristiano Ronaldo, Michael Owen. But that alone is more than the Arsenal squad because your own idol, your own frameable... Wait, that's the Jet Best. The Jet Best is United. He win the Ballon d'Or. Hmm. I don't know. Get into that. Do my research later. I think Omar should know this because he does a lot of history. But um, <laughs> I think your own idol, Mr. Thierry Baldheri, which I do respect a lot, respect him because of the way he raises up Kate Abdo and the way he, um, you know, he smiles. Okay. But uh, he doesn't have a Ballon d'Or to his name. I'm proud of you. So proud. So. But that's the Harry's smile, no? So proud. Is this not the Harry's smile? I don't know. You don't know what you're saying. I don't know. Do you, do you think I just go around checking someone? I'll, sh- I'll show you after the podcast. Anyways, um, this, this this has brought us to the um end of another episode. Again, there's no Premier League this weekend, but there's Premier League will be back Tuesday, February the, no January the thirtieth, March week twenty two. This was a fun match week. Jota and Nunes at the double for Liverpool. Arsenal bouncing back in style against Palace. Tony back with a bang, scoring on his return from an eight-match ban. And then Sheffield and um, Sheffield and West Ham all square at the. I'm Sorry, Sheffield and West Ham. Sorry, my fault. I tell you, Brad Bramall Lane, and then Wolves. Wolves rounding up the match week at Brighton. New new draw. So that's 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 the 21. That's Matrix 21 roundup. Again, check us out. If you don't vibe with us on YouTube, vibe with us on other platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Check out our social media, Mind of the Football Fans, Podcasts, Instagram, TikTok, X, right there. Well, we're on X. We have content for you there. We're posting some of these spies. Um, Do you know, I just take out my edits and put it there. I think Roy can comment on it. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Again, don't forget to don't forget to like, like it, subscribe to our channel, Minority Fans Podcast, and hit that notification bell so that you get notified when next we go live. Stay tuned because we have some announcements coming soon. We hope you guys have an amazing week and weekend ahead. Stay safe, stay warm. Much love and peace. We're out.